Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is a view from the top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings under corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Jordi Ulloa, and today here with me, I'm very excited to say I have Lucero Santiago, CEO and founder of Beal Media and K Magazine. K Magazine is the first Mexican media outlet specialized in promoting Asian culture. They create the connection between Asian and our K lovers, pioneers, in generating quality content for the millennial and Generation C interested in K-pop, K-culture, K-dramas, and more in Spanish-speaking countries. Lucera, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. So Jordi and everyone, as you mentioned before, is my name is Lucero Santiago. I'm really Mexican from Mexico, of course. Very proud and live now in Korea since three years ago. And then we start this company and cross all the ocean to came to Korea to start and incorporate officially our company. So through this passion that we have for the Korean culture. So I'm really excited to see here and explain more about how another people can follow their dreams and can be the next entrepreneurs. Great. That's part of why we wanted to talk to you. So we always like to start interviews with you telling us a little bit more about yourself, a little about how K Magazine came to be and your role within it. Sure. Actually, I studied journalism in Mexico City and was writing about a music entertainment industry. But at the same time, I was working in the business industry because I was also covering the entrepreneur stories. We wrote a books about many entrepreneurs with Mexicans. And in that moment, we have this kind of government specific support for them. And then that gave me the chance to go inside to one of the big accelerators in Latin America endeavor that gave me the opportunity to meet a lot of amazing people. And one of my CEOs that I worked with her is Juana Ramirez, the founder of Soim. Maybe you talked before with her. And of course, I meet a lot of people from this ecosystem. And at the same time, I love Korean culture. So that gave me a lot of insights. And then, of course, I, at the end of the university, I started to do a blog in that moment. Now it's YouTube, like, oh, the huge. But in that moment, I don't know if you remember, there are many blogs and people start to write a blogs. So I was start to make a blog in the 2014. And then... It was really great news for me too, because it was gaining a lot of popularity into the this specific niche that was uh, born in the social media, MySpace, also Facebook. So I'm starting to have it that, and they grow so fast, and then many things change, and we decided like, oh, why our website every time crash it, you know, every time crash it. And then I talk with my friends in the media and they told me it's because you have a lot of visitors. There are many people visit your website. So you need to change the blog and be very professional media. So in that moment, I met a lot of people through the uh, New York Times. I was writing in another newspapers and magazine, my ex-editors in the big newspapers. 
and then they gave me a lot of advisors so we start to have these kind of products we have a very important interview with in 2018 with super junior like is one of the most important boy bands in the k-pop industry and that changed our mind to be very entrepreneur you know and i was involved in this ecosystem so i meet a lot of people and that gave me like a maybe support you should be entrepreneur so i was start to apply on this kind of contest like my challenge in mexico city we was into the match challenge until the second round good amazing experience i still work with one of my mentors for the endeavor i think i was very lucky because i'm still to have this uh, conversation with vincent with patty so it was amazing because they gave me a lot of insight how to make better the company and then everything changed when 2020 we apply this korean program accelerator they have k startup grand challenge so the thing is, this is a program that they need to choose more like 60 teams around the world. Companies overseas, they need to came to Korea and start here their company and be three months in Korea to understand how they can be inside the Korean ecosystem. And actually, Alex and I, my co-founder, we was thinking it's kind of online because all in the world changed to be online and then we pass all the interviews and the tests that we need to do so that was amazing because in that moment more than 2,000 companies around the world they're applying this program but only 60 teams they are was selected on this so for me it was unbelievable so we are really was like a surprise we didn't expect it to be part of the global program we need to change everything. So in that moment, I was editor in the newspaper. I need to quit my job. It was really hard situation in that moment. And most of my friends told me, you should go Korea. So we need to enter to Korea before 4 to August. And they gave us the results around to the end of the July. So it was so difficult, was really good at the same time, but I was so nervous. So we came to Korea and start here. And I think it was the best decision that I took because that gave me amazing overviews, how I can do better and what is the best way for develop our media company. That was our long story. It's it's incredible, Lucero. I think on the one side, the whole trajectory, the whole process was very crazy. And on the other, it's very interesting how on the way you met all of these very bright, very interesting, very powerful people and these companies, for example, thinking about Vince Esperanza, you know, who we've had in some of our events and we know is a great voice in that world or Juana Ramirez, who is also a fantastic mentor, one of our experts also for Mexico business. And we're huge fans of her. But I would like to maybe focus a little bit more on my next question on how exactly did you get drawn into this culture, into this world? You describe yourself as one of the first K-pop journalists to promote Hallyu in Mexico and Spanish-speaking countries. So I would like to know what exactly is Hallyu and what's its relevance in Latin America? How did you get into that? Okay, sure. Actually, Jordi is one of my favorite topics. I'll talk about this. First, I'm start around when I was really young, 12, 13 years old. 
because this phenomenon starts in Mexico in the 2000 around. So this is really important how Korean culture, they have this kind of soft power. First, what is Hallyu? Hallyu is this movement that Korean culture see through the hair culture, their own culture. So officially they start to have this K-pop music and dramas and TV shows and everything first was in Korea. In the 90s was only in Korea. As you know, before that, there was a very long story. They have invasion through Japan, so they didn't have original culture. So they need to develop their new culture for their own people in the 90s. Everything changed thanks to the internet and they start to export this kind of content first in Asia. They are in Hong Kong, in China. And in that moment, the leaders of the content in Asia was Japan. Do you want to be successful? First, you need to debut on a star something in the music industry in Japan. But then everything changed in 2000 because they start to send all these content. People was like, wow, in Korea exists something like we saw and it's Korean dramas and they start to watch and listen music oh this is K-pop and then they call Hallyu all of this phenomenon because this involves everything if you watch one drama they have talked about everything music food drinks now soju kimchi everyone knows about soju kimchi and then government say this is the way that we can go and show the potential and the global country that we are. If we can go to the theory part, uh, there are Joseph Nye say, this is how people, how governments can be close to another people around the world, how the American culture entered to Mexico. It was the same formula in Asia with Korea. Culture related to the language, related to Taekwondo, related to the food, and they export their culture. So it was really important because they export in more than 100 countries. One of these was Mexican. The Korean government, they sent to the to the presence and Televisa, TV Azteca, and all the TVs and say to their oh, I have this product. If you are interested, I will give you these famous K-dramas and you can put this on your TV. But um, the famous one, of course, they say no. And then Canal 34, Televisión Mexiquense. So they start to have this kind of program inside the TV. And I talked with them and they told me when we put these K-dramas on the TV, it was amazing because most of the Mexican people, they start to watch, they didn't have this kind of audience and then start to have it, this content inside them. They have a lot of people. And one of them was me, of course. I start to love Korean cultures. I've studied Korean. I learned about Korean culture. And I was the only crazy girl. Always like, oh, I want to write about why Hallyu is so important for the young people. Why K-pop is growing so fast. And nobody, nobody watched this until 2012 when Sai was with this huge song, Gangnam Style. But most of the people, they start to thinking it was only a trendy thing. I always thinking like it will be something great and it will be more and more and more. And now we can see that. So I'm really surprised like you go and watch Netflix and you can see most of the contents are K-dramas. 
they invest more than $100 million on create all of these contents. K-pop started to grow so fast in the USA and in Latin America. One of the most important markets for K-pop is Mexico, Mexico and Brazil. They start with the music, they move with the language, and they move with another things. They want to do everything. They want to talk about Korean culture. They want to travel to Korea. They want to live in Korea. They want to study in Korea. They want to work in Korean companies. They want to be the next idols. So it is something that I can say I never saw in my life. I was born in Mexico, of course, and I was watching these famous telenovelas. I didn't saw like people follow that thing like that. I didn't saw people say in other countries, I want to be like Mexicans. Yes, they only love RBD and they love the music. They follow their artists. But now I really saw the people who love Korean culture, they are want to do everything. And it's something like very potential for different market for the music industry. Now K-beauty is one of the top of the three. So first, of course, was France, second is States, and the three one now is Korea. Like a small country, very small country like Korea, they are growing so fast in different markets. I think it's really important to see this market and they don't have anything in the 90s. And now they are one of the most important countries. And I think they can teach us a lot of things and we can learn how we develop in the future because they always thinking in the future, you know? Yeah, I think it's amazing how, as you say, a small country completely transformed the international landscape and had this very successful exportation strategy of their whole culture, not just their music or their TV shows, but as you say, even in beauty and fashion. And now they've become completely immersed in Mexican culture. We have our international relations minister talking about Blackpink and going to the concert and mentioning how he would like to have this K-pop group at the Zócalo. And I don't know, a couple of days ago, we just had the launch of the first Mexican TV show focused on K-pop. I think it's called Outpop and it's from Disney. So this is a huge phenomenon. And I think it particularly has affected the new generations, millennials and Gen Z. So I would like to know how exactly have you and K-Magazine helped bridge these cultural gaps and help promote the influence of this culture in our own? Oh, yeah, I think that's an amazing question. I saw the news, like all the ministries of people were crazy for these K-pop things. And I was also so surprised, you know, like see Blackpink and Twice now, they have two days in the big places like For Us All. It's amazing. And we think we are really lucky. So we came to Korea, as mentioned, in 2020, sorry. And then in that moment, I was thinking, what is the next? What is the next for me? What is the next for the K-Magazine? I only have a K-Magazine. And K-Magazine is a media. We see the numbers. We see how people are interested. But the most important thing is how to move into the business. What is your vision? What is your mission in the company? And then we understand our audience and talk with people and talk with these Korean companies. They want to explore another market. All of the Korean inside is if you are Korean, you have a small country, you need to be a global. So 
I came here and I learned how you can think it in the future. When I came here, they already talked about the metaverse, their company to work in many things like that. And then if you see the news now, if they are talking about it, but now Korea, they are not talking anymore about the metaverse. They are moved to another things because they are really thinking in the future and be global. That helped me to understand Oh, they want to be with a global market. And I have these huge things for Latin America. And I want to show them the potential that we have for Latin America. Because at the end of the day, they have this language barrier. It's so far, like 20 hours to travel into Korea and Mexico now. And I was working and my mission and then our mission into the company is show how we can close these continents because we have the similar culture we can do uh, many things but we love korean culture we love mexican and spicy food in korea it's so famous mexican culture every time that i hang out i saw a new restaurant about mexican tacos or uh, tequila or uh, you know mexican music they here we can listen like very popular singers like Bad Bunny too and Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma is here famous too. So I was thinking, wow, that gave us a lot of insights. And I was really lucky to start to work at companies such as Ocesa. So we uh, start to work with them to develop this K-pop scenario for all of these people and young generation. I want to develop all the cake content industry in Latin America because there are a lot of people to follow them. They love these K-pop things. And I think for young people, it's like a, a written news about if you are interested in Korean culture, most of these people, they don't consume like alcohol or drugs, you know? They have positive things. And I like that vibe. Actually, for our company, when we started K-Magazine, we know that before, and then we develop our Hallyu Fest. We have a festival too. So Hallyu Fest start and more because we want to connect with these people and show them they have their space. And we created then the space that they can feel comfortable. They can feel like they can express their things that they like it, the things that they love it. They can dance, they can sing, or they can be the next K-pop idol because we have uh, people who won of this contest. And now companies such as Hive or JYP, they start to have international global audience and they can to include these kind of Latin American people inside to their new K-pop idols. So I think that's amazing because uh, at the end of the day, these uh, young generation, they can be the next K-pop idols too, or they can be also inside the, the dramas. If you know the story about, for example, Christian Burgos, one of my friends, he learned Korean language. He is one of the famous MCs now on TV. He sing, he play, he's on TV. So when I hang out on the street, people recognize him, take pictures with him. And that's amazing because at the same time, he's Mexican. He talk about the Mexican culture inside to the Korean TV. And then at the same time, he was one of these first guys who start to love Korean culture. And now his dreams come true. We start something, a company, a magazine in my case, and then we got this opportunity into Korean government that inside to the acceleration program. And they 
gave me the opportunity to see and start my company in Korea. And now I'm really happy and proud because I am work with one of the most important companies such as Ocesa, such as Cinemex or another brands that we are working with a different projects in Mexico. And my dream is to have more and more like these kind of projects. And actually these days we run in a program. This program is to have scholarships for the young people and gave them the opportunity to learn Korean culture. So we choose and select these young people. We gave them this scholarship for one year and they have this opportunity to attend to our course for one year in the collaboration with the museum, the Museo Nacional de las Culturas del Mundo and the Korean Academy Studies in Korea and K Magazine and Yo Media. So we are running this program. And I'm really happy to do these kind of things like we can connect to the young people to do something and develop their knowledge about something that they love. It. And my dream is always to be this bridge between these countries. But the next things we want to do and we want to work on that and we are working is how we can bring more Mexican things, companies, culture, music, everything to Korea and Asia. Because I really saw all of this love to people have through this Korean tacos, Korean food. And I I really proud to be, oh, I am Mexican in Korea. I can show the best things, you know, like I'm really proud to see that. Your vision is fantastic, Lucero, and everything you've shared is really interesting. I think we're also very interested in all of this cultural exchange with Asia. For example, one of our first podcasts was an interview with Alvin Tan, one of the ministries of state of Singapore. And our founder of this project of the Mexico Business Now podcast, Sofia Hanna, is actually now working at Singapore, being a part of this cultural trade such as yourself. And I would like to begin closing our interview by asking you, with all this globalized vision, thinking about how Korea completely transformed its culture into a product that they've been able to share with the world and that they've been able to export and become a powerhouse. So I would like to know um, what advice could you give all of these new Mexican entrepreneurs of how they can create these bridges and help take their culture and their vision further away around the world? I think actually I'm really happy to talk about the mentorships. When I was in Endeavor, all these entrepreneurs they have the effecto multiplicador, no? Like this thing, like we need to show. And if you learn something, you need to give the opportunity another young people and teach them how to be at the next entrepreneur. All your insights you can teach another people. And I really open to do that all the time. So I know many people listen to this podcast and are really happy to talk with us. If they have questions, they want to understand market in Asia, in Korea, or how we can develop or create a company or how they can start. I really open my my email, they can contact me on my phone number, everything. So it will be amazing. And the second is Korea, it's very interesting, like I mentioned before, because there are like this country, a small one, but very thinking in the future. And the vision is every time when you talk with someone new, it's like, 
they thinking in the next, in the next, they thinking in the next idols, but the avatar idols, so different to the Japan perspective. They are thinking another things. So it's really cool to talk with people, understand how they can be the next number one, because they want to be the next number one. And Maybe now Korea is a trendy, but Thailand also, they have this type content, type of BL. They start to grow and actually we are working with them too. And Singapore, oh my God. Now everyone in Korea, they want to go Singapore because they have a lot of investment. They have a lot of opportunities. They are growing so fast into the business. So stay in Korea, show me most of how you can mix to the power of the technology things and this technological part and how you can think in the future and how you can be global. That's the things that I am learning for them. And I want to give this to my Mexican entrepreneurs in general. When I started the company in Mexico, I was thinking only Mexico and Latin America. First, only Mexico. And then I remember I talked with Diego Fonseca. He is one of my mentors and he works in the New York Times. He told me, why are you thinking so small? So you need to think in bigger. So you speak Spanish, media is this, this. I saw in Argentina, I see in Spain, I saw in many people they talk about this Korean culture. So you need to think in, in like Latin American market. And then when I came to Korea, everything changed again because my mentors say, you're thinking so small. You need to think in, in the global. What is the potential of your company? So... Not only these Spanish people, Spanish people, it's okay, that's your market, you already know. You need to go take a risk and go for more. So you need to go for Europe, you need to go for the States, you need to go for Asia. And that's things that I learned here. And I say, of course, Korea is so small, so competitive. That's why you need to understand also the society. They are so competitive they study they work so they work every time they work everything in this world when you understand pali pali culture is amazing it's like yeah oh i really so excited to learn everyday things and my teams in mexico sometimes they say oh zero please give me a second it's like a, you are running so it's like a, you were wanna fly so we are not the same please take your time breathe it and then we can thinking about it but Stay in Korea show me many things about how we can think in on the future. And I really so happy to work with all of Mexicans companies. They listen to the podcast or they want to enter the Korean market or want to work in this K-content industry. I think Mexico is growing so fast. We have amazing things these days. And our entrepreneurs, they are thinking many solutions that our country will be more technological. So I'm really still thinking like the same. We can be global. Our music is global. Our content, it can be global. Mexico is still the key of the country for many things. For If you want to enter to the Latin America you need to see like Mexico. I was surprised this year, all the concerts are in Mexico. And the end of the day, also I'm really proud to go in these Korean companies and say, 
This is a Mexican girl. And I want to show you why you need to see Latin American market. But the most important is why you need to go first to Mexico because they need to take this risk. Great, Lucero. Thank you so very much. I think we'll close our interview right here. I want to thank you so very much from everyone at the Mexico Business Now podcast, from all our team. We're very thankful for you for your time. I mean, we're on a 15-hour difference right now, and you took the time. So we're really thankful for you. Thank you. And to all our listeners, thank you so very much. I'm sure you really appreciated all of Lucero's teachings. Go check out everything she's doing through LinkedIn. Everything K Magazine is doing through their LinkedIn, their social media, their website. And don't miss out on our interviews every Monday and our audio articles from Tuesday to Friday by the very best experts in the Mexican business ecosystem. We'll see you next week with a new view from the top. Mm -hmm.